listening to the Ballroom Network. The following program is intended for all audiences. Welcome to the South Burbs Hitmen Podcast with your hosts, Joe Mandel, Stephen Zim Zimmerman, and Vinny Parisi. We're bringing you the White Sox coverage you need from the perspective of true Southsiders. Grab your Comiskey dog with an ice cold beer and meet us in section 155. Everyone get on your feet for your South Burbs Hitmen! That ball hit deep. Way back. You can put it on the board. Yes. Jimenez in the air. Left field. He's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. Over the head of Jenks. Uribe charges close. Out. And the White Sox have won the World Series. Alexei. Yes. Yes! 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 History! A perfect game by Mark Burley, and what an unbelievable, unbelievable play by 25. First pitch starts now. What is going on, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of South Burb Sitman. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mandel, and I'm joined, as always, by my White Sox brother-in-arms. I'm talking about Steven Zim Zimmerman, our other co-host, Vinny Parisi. Couldn't be with us tonight. He might pop by later half of the show, but Fourth of July holiday, family stuff going on, so we totally understand. But Zim, we have a heck of a guest tonight, don't we, Zim? Yes, sir. We have the one, the only Alyssa Bergamini back for the third consecutive season, which if you're keeping count, that's every season we've done this show. That's uh, right. Awesome to have her on tonight. And here she is, the guest of the hour, Alyssa Bergamini. How you doing the- tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Oop, Alyssa, we are not picking you up right now. There's no audio coming through for you. It's okay. <laughs> it's Earbuds are always, sometimes they give you the hassles. I know, I've been there. <laughs> uh, I, I, I've done a couple tests before and they always mess me up, but um, that's okay. We'll, we can give Alyssa a second to get uh, her audio situated. We're not getting any audio for you just yet. <laughs> Zim, I can hear you, right? You can hear me? I got Joe, I got you loud and clear if you can hear me. Yes, okay. Um, (laughs) it's always fun doing these things, you know, remote, we do them all live. Anything can happen. Live radio, right? That's right. That's all right. Any better? Oh, we got you. We got you. (laughs) I'm blaming it on the AirPods. It's the AirPods. It's okay. It happens. It's you're like the third guest that has had AirPod problems. So I agree. I think it's the AirPods. It's okay. (laughs) I did the whole testing thing too. And they were singing to me and I'm like, perfect. This works. So I'm blaming it on it being a Monday on a holiday weekend, but I'm glad we have this, this back on. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we, we, we thank you again for, for being with us. And as Zim mentioned uh, for the third consecutive season, and you now take the cake for, uh, for the the fourth time on the show, so you you are the the largest returning guest. So we, we appreciate like you. <laughs> you hold the crown, Alyssa. So we, like we appreciate like you. Yeah, we appreciate- it, it feels I'm 
assuming then obviously it was during COVID. Yeah. When I first popped on, Correct. so I'd love to go back and look at that and what I was even talking about then because there was no games to even really watch or cover. So glad we can actually talk about games and um, an active season, nonetheless. Yeah, nonetheless is right. <laughs> but hey, there's baseball. Life is back to normal now. So yes. that's that's the major improvement. Yes. Um, the, the chat is pretty fired up that you're here. Uh, Travis says that you are the best hype girl ever. So well, thanks, uh, Travis. I try yeah. my best. <laughs> but uh, Alyssa, to put it lightly, you've been really, really busy this year. Uh, talk about broadcasting the Bulls on 670 The Score and also hosting Sox games. How do you do it all? <laughs> it is a unique schedule, I'll say, but it does have balance because um, when bowl season wrapped up, it was it was trickling into when opening day was starting. And as we know, the Bulls didn't make it to the playoffs, far in the playoffs. They just had those two, two play-in games. So I, of course, always want my teams to go far, but over these past two years of covering the Bulls and the Sox, Neither teams <laughs> made it too far to make it too difficult scheduling-wise. There's sure. been a few here and there. Um, and then even last year when I was covering the Bulls and they were in that first round, we remember MLB didn't start right on time. Oh, yeah, so yeah. So I got lucky there. So not that good. <laughs> okay, so far. But then once September, October rolls around, um, be a little bit busier, but – I have my amazing co-host, Ryan, who he's great about being flexible with me. And I know you guys had him on as well. Um, So we have a good system that uh, we have discovered. You know, 81 home games is a lot, but also the season flies by. Like, I cannot believe, you know, after this home stretch, after Tuesday through Sunday games, it's all-star break. So it feels like I was opening day. Yeah, so – you know, June flew by. Here we are in July. Um, socks back home tomorrow. So um, I swear the seasons get faster each year. I don't know what that, <laughs> that says about me and the team I cover, but uh, yeah, it's flying by. Oh, I bet. <laughs> That's it. I mean, and you've been busy this year, you know, as Joe just mentioned with bulls and socks how different is that like radio versus camera versus like in stadium versus radio like how different is it all and like is it tough to go from one medium to another does it take adjustment time or is it something that you just kind of flow in and out of you you have a very upbeat and outgoing personality so i could see it either way well thank you uh definitely with white socks i really have to i would say always be upbeat so you guys see me at games, you know, I'm running around in between innings up on the big screen. So regardless of what is happening on the field, I obviously wish I could. I can't control that. So <laughs> I just stay in my lane. You know, I, I do always give 100 percent regardless of, you know, if it's a crappy day in April or, you know, I'm covering a, a game in sa- on a Saturday with a, a sellout crowd. So, um, you know, I always bring 100 percent, always do it with a smile on my face. And I am always happy to be there. Believe it or not, <laughs> even with the record and uh, what's been happening lately, I do love everyone I work with. Um, oh, yeah. I, mean, I work at a baseball stadium, so I can't can't complain too much. Of course, wish there were more wins and losses. But with that being said, um, it's still fun for me, and that's why I've been there, you know, for so long. This is actually my tenth season. Started in a different position and just kind of worked my way up. So that's my White Sox role, and then. 
with broadcasting and bulls, I could be a little bit more um, use my reporting and journalism skills, which is what I went to school for and what, uh, you know, I, I love as well. So it's a good balance of both. But I would say with bulls uh, and radio, it is definitely a little bit more challenging because I am newer to the position, newer to the role. And with radio, it's totally unscripted. It's, it's all up to me to, you know, ask Bill Wennington the certain post-game questions and, and break down the game. So I'm able to talk about those losses and, and pull out the negatives or talk about the wins and highlight the positives. So um, I, I do really enjoy that and, and using those skills that, you know, I studied in college and both, both are great positions. So I kind of, um, I say get the best of both worlds. I wish the, I, I would have the conflict of uh, scheduling because of playoffs, but that's a, uh, yeah. That's for another day. Well, I think we all hope that you have that problem soon. Yeah. <laughs> right? But but it's almost you almost ran right into my other question. It's almost like you had my question sheet that I wrote out right in front of you. But I, I, was, gonna say, I was gonna say if our math was correct, this is your tenth season. So yeah, we just had to ask, first off, congratulations. Thank and you. And second, what have you learned after a decade on the <laughs> south side? That's crazy. I've learned that I've worked two playoff games. <laughs> oh, 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 geez. Wow. I've learned that um, it gets more fun every year for me personally, professionally. I meet the coolest people. So I could say I've been in, you know, I, I see Jason Benetti and Steve Stone on a daily basis at the games. Like they know me on a first name basis. I know them. We have quick conversations. I, I just meet, you know, these sports superstars that um, even AJ Przinsky, like he'll, he'll be there. I'll see Jim Tomei. So all these players that I grew up loving, I get to see them, get to introduce myself to them. So I, I've learned that every year does, it truly does get better. I meet amazing people um, and it just year after year becomes more natural um, just for me in terms of, you know, what I'm being given as, as a script and how to deliver it and making it really my own and making sure that my goal is to engage the overall fans, making sure they're having a good time. This could be their very first White Sox game. And I want them to go and have a memorable experience from, you know, the time that they're parking to the time they get through with the tickets to the time they get the hot dog. And hopefully they see me on the screen and they're watching, you know, whatever feature I'm doing. And they're like, Oh, that was, that was a fabulous presentation. The yeah. contestants looked like they were having a good time. They, they won a great prize. I mean, we give away some amazing, you know, prizes day after day, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I just I, I have fun with it, but I also am always professional at the same time. So um, and I, I meet cool people like you guys as well. A lot of great fans. That's awesome. It's got to be fun. Yeah. Thank you. I never thought I'd be called great people. And that means a lot. <laughs> She was, talking, she was talking about me, Zim. She wasn't talking. Yeah. Oh, that, that actually, that tracks out a lot better. Um, yeah, but no, you're talking about all, all the relationships that you built, you know, through this. And you mentioned him before, but your co-stadium host, uh, Ryan Lee, was on the show with us earlier this season. He joined us last season as well. So he's catching up to you in terms of appearances. And he, he had a lot of good things to say. Uh, one of those things that stories that he told us about the relationship that you two have developed is that you 
check in on him when he's doing his nights at Kiss yeah. FM, and then he's doing the day games with the Sox like afterwards, and he's running right. those marathon shifts, and you're you know talking to him, helping him out, making sure he's taking care of himself through all of it. Can you just tell us a little more about that bond that you guys have developed over the last two years? Maybe another anecdote about that history that you two have now yeah. built together. Yeah. So we had auditions, and I think I maybe brought this up on your show at one point in time. Um, this was two seasons ago. It was a terribly cold day in, I believe it was February, and the auditions were pretty tough. So when you audition for these positions, there it's not it's not just handed to you. You have to really, um, you know, you go through the standard inter interview process, and then of course, you know what you'll be doing in that job. So I bring up that it was cold because when you're talking and it's cold outside, <laughs> you guys know, like it, it's just hard <laughs> to move your mouth and move your mouth while you're also interviewing for this fabulous position and you're nervous and you have all these scripts to memorize and ryan was the first audition of that day and i was like um i love him i love him <laughs> and nothing against the other ones but i you know did have say so this um as well as you know my managers but um i actually recently read to him the email that i wrote to my bosses after the audition about just my pitch on why I needed Ryan. I was like, I need Ryan. <laughs> and I didn't know him before. Um, even though we are in the same, you know, media space, he's someone that, you know, you know, names and we've probably been in passing multiple times. We grew up in the same town, but didn't know each other. So he's become one of, I would say my closest friends. He's, he's so nice. So sweet. Does not complain. He works overnight radio, as you mentioned. And then, He'll cover a White Sox game and I'll just text him like, how are we doing? Are you, are you good? He's like, yeah, I'm good fam. He always calls me fam. I'm good fam. Um, he's never, he never says he's tired and I'm trying to copy Ryan and always <laughs> say I'm not tired, but <laughs> I'm lying if I say that, <laughs> but he truly is uh, one of a kind, really grasped, grasps onto the job so quickly. And I always tell him that I'm, I'm always amazed by, you know, him learning so fast, just very hands-on and, and um, ask questions, you know, when needed and, and gives a hundred percent as well. So um, I love Ryan. I call him Ryan media Lee Cause that is his Instagram name. And I just, that's what we go. That's what we go with. <laughs> he, he nailed it with that one. I would say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he yeah. actually came and fi found us in the seats. Like one day I was, we were messaging him. We said, Hey, Hey, we're here. He goes, all right, man. And, and he didn't yeah. come. You guys are busy. And he, he, he messages me on Twitter. He goes, hey, man, my shift's over, but, like, I'm on my way to your seats. I'm like, that's a – what a good dude, man. He's a good guy. Yeah, and he's so – like I said, like, it's it's hard to – you know, we have just natural chemistry with one another, and I love when people will come up to us when we do do certain games together, whether it's, you know, opening day we've done together twice now. We'll do a Cubs-Sox game together coming up. And, you know, whether it's the security guards or a fan coming up, like, oh, you guys just – you, you mesh so well together and that's not forced. You can't really force chemistry. Um, we just, we just enjoy each other's company, have fun and have, have a good time at White Sox games together. Oh, you can definitely tell from watching for sure. <laughs> but, you. uh, you know, the White Sox have had some pretty inspiring stuff on the field in terms of a couple stories this year. And I just had to throw this by you, you know, Liam Hendricks come back this season 
has been absolutely beyond inspiring and powerful. So I'm just curious for you, you know, what was it like seeing him return? And, you know, how did that affect you? Because, I mean, Liam's attitude towards everything is just unbelievable. I definitely was so happy, you know, after everything that he went through during the off season and, you know, not even knowing what he was dealing with last season to see him back. Um, yeah. I know that was around end of May and just when you're at the stadium and they, they flicker the lights on and off, you know, the way that he runs out is just electric. And I've been able to meet, um, Christy Hendricks, his wife last year, when I covered charities day for NBC sports, Chicago, I was able to interview, interview her on television and talk about, um, their South Slida society. I always have to remind myself, Slida, Sli- South Slida With society. the Australian accent, yes. that's right. I was able to talk with her about, you know, what they've done in the community, how they give back, and just even speaking with her. And um, I've only spoken with Liam, you know, a few times here and there, but just, you know, getting to know her and their family and their dynamic and um, just how much they give back. And he's so deserving of, you know, all the awards that he's been giving this season, and I'm sure they'll be there'll be a lot more to come. So definitely happy to have him back. I know he um, is on the DL right now, but, or IL we're calling it now. Yeah. Injured list. I, I know it's. I can't keep up. I mean, I'm, it's like <laughs> basketball, Bulls, uh, White Sox. So what a, <laughs> on that list, <laughs> um, but happy to have him back on the South side. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, so just shifting directions a little bit. Uh mm-hmm new promotional nights have been going on all season long. They've been super interesting. I wore my fedora last week for Indiana Jones night and oh, caught a lot of heat from the guys. No, I wasn't at the game. He wore on the show. He wore, I wore it on the show. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I had to dress up as Indiana Jones. Really? Yes. That sounds like a blast. Honestly, <laughs> ever since I got the hat, I've been wanting yeah. to find a vest and uh, and a whip to go with it. So I'm a little jealous. So I dressed up as Indiana Jones. It was, this was, as you just showed, um, last Sunday, June 25th, it was so windy out. So I had the fedora on. So I did, you know, the rundown with it on. And then as I'm doing my other hits, you know, they're up on the Xfinity kid zone. I had to take it off. So then I had like half of the Indiana Jones outfit on. (laughs) People were confused. I'm like, just, we're just going with it. But uh, one of the PR staff, his name is Colin. He actually dressed up more so as Indiana oh, Jones. Yeah. He was on the field doing, you know, the retro race. And they had a whole bit with him. And Gene Honda's doing the play-by-play. So um, he was a true Indiana Jones. I was just the sidekick for the day. So <laughs> I was half Indiana Jones, half just dressed in street clothes at the end of the game. <laughs> That's great, though. That's Definitely a night that I would have loved to have been at, but I know one that Joe's looking forward to is the Yacht Rock night with the oh. uh, captain's hat giveaway. Oh, I yep. Okay, so that's later in August. Um, yes. Leave. Yes. So that is. I I'm hoping I'm working that game and I get to wear that, or if I don't, yeah, I, that's pretty I wild. In it, but yeah, we give away some great promotions and. People ask me all the time for them, and I wish I could hand them out to everyone who asks. But um, the trick is just to go to the games early. And it's usually the first 10,000 or 20,000 fans that that get the uh, promotional items. And um, I know some people sell them online. I don't do that. But there's there's always a, a market somewhere for yeah, it. There is. It will be everywhere. <laughs> I can spot 
people so I can't see well. I have an astigmatism, but I could spot people really well when they're wearing any of the promotional items. I'm like, oh, oh they're yeah. wearing the Hawaiian shirt from 2021. Mm -hmm. Or oh, that was a free t-shirt. Well, <laughs> what's cool is the socks are kind of popping up like promotional nights that are are special ticketed. So you don't even have to wait in line to get the bobblehead for some yes. of them. Like Indiana Jones was okay. one of those. The upcoming Star Wars night, September 3rd, is going to be one of those. Which okay, I'm going just... to I'm gonna remind me that because I I cannot dress up another year of Star Wars. <laughs> you mean like this? I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did that way too many years in a row. <laughs> Not only for White Sox, when I worked for the Schomburg Boomers as well. I've worn that three times. I'm going to pass that one off to Ryan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> September well, 3rd. Thank you for telling me. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. It's a White Sox Mandalorian bobblehead. Pretty cool. Uh, also special ticketed item. Um, so again, you got to get the special ticket for that one. But no, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> but uh, I know we talked about a couple of the new ones, but there's a lot of promo nights the rest of the year, Alyssa. So just curious for you, what's something that you're looking forward to or one that you're maybe most excited for? Because there's there's a lot of them left. Um, I'm actually really excited for tomorrow and not really necessarily promo, but it is 4th of July. I've worked a few 4th of July games before, but you get to see the fireworks after the game. So if you're not seeing them tonight, if you didn't see them this weekend, you have a chance tomorrow. So come That's on, right. stick around after. I do know that tomorrow the first 10,000 fans will receive um, as part of the free t-shirt summer yeah. series. So that's tomorrow. Wednesday is blues night. And then it's Thursday. Like I have that logo. <laughs> I love that you, you're always so prepared. I really appreciate it. And then Thursday, do you know what Thursday is? Uh, I have the logo, whatever it is, but no, I don't remember off the top of it my is head. Italian heritage night. So I'm excited for that. I was going to say it's Vinny's night. I was like, ciao. Did you see the did you see the special ticketed hat for that one? Can you please show me? I like that you know more than me. That I will definitely be getting. <laughs> if I don't, I will find it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I I like those hats. Uh are there any uh other giveaways that like you have your eye on? And like alongside that, like how often do you keep the giveaway stuff? I know you probably have access to all of it, but yes. like I'm I, sure I, it piles up. So I know I do have a lot. I have a um, at one point, my younger sister, who I love so dearly, she was like, Alyssa, your room is starting to look like a little boy's room with all of these. <laughs> I have a lot of bobbleheads. I get all the promos. I have so many t-shirts. I have just a full White Sox drawer of t-shirts. And then in my closet, more White Sox things hanging up. And then like, they're just spaced all throughout. So I do keep the items. I don't really... I don't, it's not like I like would ever like toss anything away. If I have extra of something, I'll make sure I give it to someone who's a White Sox fan who will appreciate it and, and wants it. Um, so I have a, I have a lot. <laughs> like it just always accumulates summer after summer. And um, I can't really, I have a hard time parting with any of it. Doesn't matter what it says on it. I have, and sometimes like I'll recycle it in terms of, you know, the next season will roll around and, um, I'm like, oh, I have this amazing shirt from last year's theme. I can just wear it again. So yeah, I have a lot. Do you have any particular that like you find yourself being more attracted to than others? One that like you have on display in the living room instead of the bedroom or anything yeah. like that? Or I would say the bobbleheads. 
I love a okay. good bobblehead. Um, I know Saturday is the Luis Robert Jr. bobblehead. First 20. Look at you. Yep. I got it. <laughs> that is Saturday. That's going to be a big one. He's an all-star. Great. Yes. Yes. So, and Saturday games are, they're always fun. I mean, I feel like if any day of the week, those are usually the most packed. People, you know, are off work and whether it's a day game or, you know, a 6-10 game, 7-10 game, they're able to, you know, come out with their friends, family. The outfield's crazy. That Miller, like, Miller Lite um, landing deck is absolutely bonkers. Oh, yeah, Saturdays, I'm I'm very tired after the game. I, I told you guys I use the word tired when Ryan doesn't, but uh, it's a lot of moving around and trying to push people out of the way, which I don't mind that. I don't I don't mind that problem. I'd rather have you know the more fans, the merrier. Yeah, then there's some sweet promos. Bobble, you talk about bobbles. Of course, we still got Dylan Seeds coming up in August 26th. There you go. That's that's a great one. Um, and then, of course, uh, a fan favorite, which uh, we've talked about every time you're on the show, but you had Elvis Knight. Yeah, that is, I believe, August. I oh, have it here. Elvis Knight is August 11th. 11th. I was off by day. I do pay attention, I promise. I take it um, <laughs> homestand by homestand. There we go. Wow. Yeah, uh, people really show up well with their uh, Elvis attire. So I know uh, Ryan was Elvis last year, so I'll probably have to be Elvis this year. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and 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 your other you, <laughs> yeah, right. And yeah. the other team that you've been allegiance, you have allegiance to. You have a special night in, in the end of August for the Bulls. I love uh, Bulls. Are games. you going to be working that day? Maybe, maybe not. I, probably. Um, I'm going to make sure I do. I mean. I've worked in the past few years. <laughs> um, I'd love to get what I would like to do is say there's, you know, a former player or some type of a celebrity that's at the game. I'd love to get them as a contestant, which I've, I've been trying to push here and there. So I'd love to get Bill Wennington on one of the, you know, whether it's trivia or get him in the shot. So maybe I'm going to, I'm going to try that for this year. Um, I'd have to use the microphone and go like this. To, to reach his height, but I don't mind that. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to bring that up tomorrow. I'm going to try to get uh, Bill Wennington at the Bulls night. See? Look, look at that. Yeah. Look at that. We got all we got all the wheels in motion. We understood yeah. the assignment yeah. for tonight. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Always fun. I'm bumping stuff. Sorry. <laughs> Good, buddy. No, I just hit my microphone really hard. I, I everything still sounds okay. Yeah, you're good. Okay, sorry about that. Still no broken bones. No, no, of course not. I'm more worried about the expensive equipment. My handle. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I was going to ask about the um, the concerts to go along with some of these nights that yeah. that are happening. There's a Jake Owen concert. There's the '90s concert. Is that the one with Vanilla Ice? Um, yes. Anything that you're looking forward to with those, or is that kind of uh in addition to the game or part of the game for you i know that it will definitely be something i'll be promoting in terms of you know script wise so um something that i do during each game that we did a few years back and then i really wanted it to be brought back this year is um the upcoming homestand so just to tell people you know what what to look forward to the next coming uh, the upcoming homestand what to look forward to next uh, just so you know, you, you don't know if people are 
not aware of what's going on. You know, people have their day-to-day lives are busy. So I know I'll definitely be pushing, you know, the post-game concert on the 28th. Um, yep, there you go. And I, I stick around for those. I know we had one last year. Um, so when you buy your White Sox ticket, that also gets you into the concert. And I know there's field access. Deal. But yeah, I know field access. I don't know if that's extra or whatnot. But mm-hmm. um, last year I was along the camera basket, along the third baseline and watching them set up. And it was just so, so crazy how they moved a whole stage up there so fast. So, yeah to uh post game concerts this summer so i'll probably be at both and they're fun and it's fun after a win but if they lose it's so fun they couldn't have more different vibes between jake owen Uh, and vanilla ice right yeah (laughs) very unique it's called casting a wide net right there right it is certainly a wide net yeah those those will be fun and um usually gets i feel like People that maybe wouldn't go to a baseball game, if you're a, a huge Jake Owen fan, say, and you're like, oh, I'll go to the White Sox game, and then I just get the ticket. And you get to pregame. You get to pregame a concert with a baseball game. That sounds good to me. It's a heck of a good, fun night. Yeah, for sure. Fun night. A lot of Modellos. <laughs> a lot of Modellos flowing, for yeah. sure. Yes. But I, I know you, you see some of the giveaways and stuff, but I'm curious. Mm-hmm. We, there's a, I was looking through the special ticketed ones to do my homework for this episode tonight. And I may have stumbled upon the most hilarious giveaway in the history of White Sox. You probably haven't seen it, but we want to get your reaction to it. The Sox are doing a hilarious Christmas in July event. Uh Have you seen the giveaway? Do you know what it is? I think you know. I think I don't know. I do. It is an Andrew Benatendi elf bobblehead I got you got to get your reaction to this because I can't believe it's real. Here you go. Oh, not bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love like that's that's pretty good. Um, is is he wearing a black costume, a black elf costume, like black he, and white? He, yes, okay, he is. Like and then below it, and below it, it says Southpaw. I know him. I know him. Just like from Elf. So. Oh wow! I do know that that scary elf. The one that dresses up as Elf, he'll be there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And that, um, Bulls games when it's when they do like a, a Christmas theme um, game, and then yeah, I see him all the time. White Sox, he a little bit terrifies me. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't terrify me as much. Yeah, the, the, li- the, the living yeah, uh, like on the shelf. Yes, yeah, they're they come up with very unique um, bobbleheads, which I, I do appreciate. They, they certainly, Brooks, Brooks Boyer knows what he's doing. Yeah, yes, yes. that's why I have so many. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Go ahead, Zim, take it away. Yeah, no, sorry. I was just thinking of a of a secondary question, but I know. Go for we, it, uh, take it. Okay, okay. It's sort of related. Okay. okay. Sort of entirely unrelated, but it just got my gears turning talking about this elf stuff. <laughs> okay. A lot of times we see on the broadcast, like celebrities that come to the games and things like that. Um, as the in-stadium host, do you ever get the opportunity to like grab them and like put them on the jumbotron to like do some kind of, I, I don't want to say like, well, maybe even like a bit or something with them. Do they ever do that? Do they give you the heads up or are you just like, oh, hey, so-and-so is at the game today. Good for him. Like, does that ever get brought across your table? So when we do a, a pregame meeting, 
um, which is always two hours before first pitch. We do know who the first pitch is or, um, you know, someone saying play ball. And usually, you know, it could be a celebrity, an athlete. Um, they, they actually bring in a lot of like college athletes or, or coaches. So I do meet a lot of them when I'm on field. So when I do my game day rundown, I'm on field. Um, depends. Sometimes I'll say hi, but other times I just let them do their thing. I do my thing. I know they're, you know, probably getting a million handshakes. Um, I'm trying to think of, I don't know. So if it, there is like a, a big, big celebrity, it's usually more hush hush and they're, they're in the suites but I kind of hear rumblings and then maybe I'll just like peek in or something. And, you know, if I, if I wanted to say hi, I would absolutely have no problem. No one would have a problem with me doing that. But again, I know people just sometimes want to just enjoy the game and, um, you know, be with their friends and family. So sure. last no, year, I, did you guys ever watch, um, it's kind of an interesting show, but Euphoria, Sydney Sweeney. Yes. Yes. She was there, and that was one that people were like, oh, Sydney Sweeney's here, and, and she's in the Guaranteed Rate Club. So I was like, oh, I got to see her. And my mom works at the stadium, and she was actually up there, and she talked to her before I did. So my mom got to meet her. I said hi. <laughs> that was it. And I, my mom was being chatty and said something, and she said she was so nice and sweet. So um, the latest celebrity would be Sydney Sweeney. Was at a White Sox game? <laughs> that was That's last cool. year. Yeah, and this year I know there, there's probably, you know, they do a great job with um, scheduling the first pitches and, you know, whoever they may be. But, um, yeah, say hi, see them in passing. Um, but they're always with, you know, their entourage and, and doing their thing. No, that's that's sweet. And, and I've, I, you always see the rookie classes every year for, like, yeah. the Bears. And, right. A lot of know, Bears I was there for that this year, and that's that's cool. The, the the Sox do a great job with with all that stuff, and you know, of course, Jerry's other team, the the Bulls. You see a lot of Bulls yeah. coming out, so that's cool. They they do a great Bulls do a great job of really showing them on camera. Um, I think White Sox doesn't do that as much, probably because it's a different speed of game, and you see more celebrities. I would say at NBA games, NFL games, so. Um, Adam Sandler was at a Bulls game last year and, and it's, it's funny, like it could be a terrible game and the crowd just erupts for, you know, showing someone on the screen for 10 seconds. Um, Justin Fields was there last year, um, with a few other Bears players. I think it was Darnell Mooney with him. Um, so that, that's fun too. I would, I would say there's a lot at Bulls games and they're always in the same suite. Um, and they, they show them on camera. So I look forward to to those moments and I take a picture and then I tweet it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, I got to love it. Yeah. Uh, and always Alyssa, before we let you go, we got to get, we let our guests every week pick a pick to click for the week. So a player they think is going to have a great week coming up. You could pick anybody on the squad. doesn't have to be any rhyme or reason. You can pick whoever you want and then we track it throughout the week. And if you win, we'll, we'll let you know next week. Okay. You just get the bragging rights. So do you have anyone in mind for your pick to click for the upcoming week of the 4th of July? Okay. I know this is going to sound like an easy one, but I, I like to win, but Luis Robert Jr. He's a bobblehead night on Saturday. Just got named Ooh. an all-star is on pace. What does he have? 22, 23 home runs. Yeah. He's, he's been ripping them. Yeah. 20 over 20 doubles, just about. So why would I why would I go against that? I'm going with Lou Bob for the week. Home oh, run like tomorrow it. on Fourth of July. 
He's gonna have fireworks on the. Well, actually, yeah. it probably will. He probably won't blow them. Gonna, I don't think they blow them off on that. They're gonna spend a lot of money on the fireworks tomorrow, with home right. runs and after the game. So, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I like pick. the prediction there. It's a great pick, Alyssa. So we'll track it for the week and we'll go from there. But uh, as always, Alyssa, we can't thank you enough for for giving us so much of your time, especially you on the day before the holiday. But uh, as as you're heading out, why don't you let everyone know, you know, kind of what you got going on? I know obviously you're going to be at Sox games. Talk yep. a little bit about your Bulls stuff and and whatever wherever people can find you. Yeah, you could find me at White Sox um, tomorrow, starting tomorrow through Sunday. A lot of um, theme nights. So coming out to the ballpark, say hi if I'm in passing. Just just wave me down. Um, I'm not ignoring you if I, I have in ears in. So uh, make sure to say hi as loud as you can. And then you can find me during bowl season on 670 The Score doing pregame, postgame, and in-game. And hopefully um, I'll be on some other shows throughout um, the offseason for the Bulls. I know I will be back on The Score on July 12th doing a show from 6 p.m. to 9, probably talking some Bears, White Sox. Unfortunately, I have to talk a little bit about the Cubs. And um, good. <laughs> they are the Cubs network, so I have to – Yes, I, don't do. give them, I don't give them love. I just say the X's and O's. So, um, yeah, my thoughts <laughs> and six, seven, the score. So uh, you can find me there and just I'll run around Chicago. <laughs> That's right. She's running around Chicago. And Alyssa, thank you for coming on the show for the fourth time. Yes. I can't wait to have you on again next season. And All right. uh, have a great holiday weekend and uh, have some fun at the park. We'll see you next time we're there. All right. Bye, guys. Enjoy. All right, Alyssa. Thank you so much. Have a great thank night. Thank you. All you right. too. Bye. All right, gang. We are going to take a quick commercial break, and we will be right back. I captured some video of Blake Freeland, uh, the BYU mammoth offensive tackle, uh, we're going to be talking about him in a future show. But I wanted to show you this video and have you kind of break it down for me. What is going on here? We've got one of the coaches from uh, the All-Star team teaching him about hand use. Can, do you know exactly what he is telling him? And I, I, I kicked myself that I didn't go up to Blake and ask him, what did you learn there? Well, okay. He's the coach who's on the right is, is really – teaching them how the, the proper use of the, of the punch, where mm -hmm. he should place it. But what the defensive lineman is also going to do, you know how he's slapping the hands down? Right. Yeah, so you you got to have strength in your arms and you got to have power in that punch. You know, when we're grading offensive lineman, that's one of the first things you look at is, you know, first of all, how he comes up. Is he coming up like this from the – from the inside, is he hitting? You want him hitting right in here, not out here. But you, he's got to have some jolt. He's got to have some power to that punch. Because, and then what the coach is explaining to him is that one of the first things a defensive lineman is going to do is try to slap his hands out of the way. And if you don't have strong arms, that can happen easily. And welcome back to South Burbs Sitman. Again, a major thanks to our guest, Alyssa Bergamini, the best in the business, your in-stadium host for your Chicago White Sox. She's always the best. She's fun. She is just 
all around awesome and has been on the show four times once at the start of each season and then one time for playoffs well this time she came on mid-season we had ryan at the start so you can't beat that guys uh zim it's been a uneventful week for the white Sox. um they find a way to lose games that they should win and lose games that they should lose <laughs> there's lots of losing um there's a, it's it's a it's a mad you can imagine that they're going to be sellers here really soon but uh before we get to that a couple of news updates on our white Sox. i don't think there's any bigger than the aforementioned luis robert being named to the all-star team well deserved even though he didn't his votes didn't get him there um each team has to have one representative and luis robert was more than deserving of that honor yeah, it's very nice that with this new format of each team requiring a representative that it didn't feel like the White Sox were just shoehorning someone in there, you know, that it was like, all right, well, here's your participation award. This guy's going to sit on the bench the whole game, get, you know, a half an at bat and and call it a day, you know, sub in for a pinch runner later. Uh, he actually is very deserving of it. Um, the only reason that he didn't get uh, elected to the game of his own accord is because he plays for the White Sox. And that's all there is to it. If he played for any other team in the league, his numbers would have gotten him there. 22 doubles, 24 home runs, 46 RBIs, and a 276 batting average, which for a player of his caliber might feel a little low, but in today's MLB, that's a very respectable average. Anything sniffing 300 is fine for most players. Um, so, yeah, it's it's disappointing. The Sox don't have more representation. But when you play for a crappy organization, you get crappy amounts of attention. Um, now, Luis Robert is on pace for a lot of great things this year. You know, it's his first 20 home run season. Um, he's only 11 RBIs away from a new career high there. Three stolen bases away. Uh, 15 games away. I mean, by the end of July it will be his best season ever as a professional. And that's noteworthy for sure. So having him in the all-star game is just kind of the icing on the cake to all of that. Like I say, it's, it's nice that it's not a participation trophy for him, that he legitimately earned it with all these numbers. Yeah, I love it. Uh, it's happy to see a little bit of good news this week. Uh, I mean, the other good news we had, Vin, is Eloy Eli Robert, I combined two people together. <laughs> Eli Jimenez uh, had a heck of a week. The guy was just absolutely on fire. He had eight RBI on the week, two homers. He's just getting it done. He bet he batted over, almost 350 this week. So it's good to see him turning things around. Uh, it's just unfortunate that we couldn't take a lot of wins. It was just, uh, you know, it's been part of the course for the season. And also part of the course of the season is the fact that Michael Kopech has gone on the IL. Um, it feels like every year around this time, maybe it's just my imagination, but I don't think it is, uh, is that is that he can't he can't get it. You know, he's not he's always hurt around this time of the year. Um, yeah. I'd much ra- I'd much rather they rest him now, and like maybe he can come back next year. Or maybe they can trade him if they have to trade him. Um, and don't let him get too banged up. 
But it's just unfortunate because Kopech, he's been slinging the ball pretty decent as of late. I mean, he's had a couple of really good starts. He's been striking guys out. Uh, he's looked like a different guy out there. And then the momentum comes in and just comes straight to a halt. And Jesse Schlotens and whatever the heck else we're going to do <laughs> out of the pen. Spot starts from Jimmy Lambert. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's it's a little disheartening because yeah. uh, I think this team is going to lose a lot more games. It's very likely, you know, and it's it's frustrating that Kopech is back where he is again alongside Moncada because – you know, those two players came over at the same time in that Chris Sale deal. And at the time, it really looked like it was a win-win for both sides. And the longer it's gone on, it like it almost doesn't matter that Chris Sale only really had two good seasons in him at that point in time because he won a championship with that. And yeah, the White Sox were nowhere close to contending. I still, to this day, think it was the right move to trade him. Um, they, they got a fantastic return for him. Unfortunately, these guys are just the next two names in a long, long string of White Sox prospects that kind of fizzled out. And it really sucks. And I really hope that Andrew Vaughn isn't etching his name into that stone as well right now. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. It, it sucks. Like you said, I think the Sox are going to be sellers here very soon. I think Kopech is definitely a guy that could be uh, on his way out. I wouldn't be surprised to see Moncada on his way out as well with all of the infield prospects the White Sox have. Yeah. Um, Zach Remillard making a really strong case to be the holdover at the position until they get somebody in the system. Because, um, unfortunately, he's just too old to be your guy for the future right now. Oh, well, Montgomery's still banged up, right? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Let's see. I know he was still only at single A ball, though. He's not ready for you're not ready for professional play uh, right. as much as you would love for him to be. No, no, I'm just I'm just saying that away. he's probably the guy of the future is what I was getting at. Uh, I mean potentially potentially you know he is a shortstop listed all the way through their system um he would be more likely of a takeover for anderson rather than a second baseman but i mean it kind of is what it is he's a top 10 pro top 15 prospect right top 25 he is listed okay. at 24 on the most recent list of okay uh, okay prospects you know, and that's something that we talked about recently as well, and something that will continue to be a discussion if the White Sox truly are sellers is what can they get back for any of these guys, right? They're not going to really, maybe, maybe, big maybe, get somebody back at Montgomery status. Um, it would be asking a lot because the only guy that you might get that kind of return from is Luis Robert. And do you trade your 25 year old all-star center fielder? Who's about <laughs> to have his best season ever as a pro. He'll, he'll go on to become like the greatest player of all time. If we trade him. <laughs> I mean, I tell you, he, he could go out to, I don't know, somewhere like Anaheim, Los Angeles at Anaheim, where those guys are on the cusp of something really, really nice there. They've only got Otani under contract for the rest of this season. Why not make the push and really go for it? You know, 
Uh, could also see him teaming up with Julio Rodriguez out in Seattle where he's going to be playing the all-star game. He's going to have a lot of eyes on him there. And if they're interested, they're going to be calling. Sure. He'd have to move to a corner outfield spot possibly, but I don't, think I don't know. Mind. I don't think, I don't think anybody would mind to play uh, next to that guy, along with some of the other guys that they got coming up through their system uh, in, in, well, coming up through their system, the younger players that they already have on the team, I should say, and guys like Cal Rally, um, and I, I can't remember the name of the pitcher that they've got over there that's been really nice lately. But Show regardless, <laughs> he could make his way up the coast. I wouldn't be surprised at all. The uh, yeah, the Mariners have a way of doing that. Yes, they do. It's going to be interesting. But uh, yeah, we kind of went off the rails a little bit there, but it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what you do when when the team you root for is when there's not much to talk about. Uh, uh, you know what's are, wild? Um, <laughs> Luis Robert has a 4.0 WAR this season. Basically, meaning if he wasn't on this team, they'd be four games worse than they are, and that's pretty impressive for how bad this team is. Well, it's impressive, all right. <laughs> I don't know in a bad, in a good way, but yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. It's been such an underwhelming season. It's it's hard to uh, stay upbeat. It's hard to keep rooting to to keep a vested interest in any of it. You know, at this point, the big interest that I've got with, with the trade deadline coming up in, you know, 28 days or so is who's going to be here in a month? Who are we rooting for this time next month? Um, yeah. Is a guy like Jake Berger even still on the team or does his value come from what you can get back for him? Uh, is a guy like well, Eloy Jimenez still on the team or is his value more somewhere else? I, I don't know. I, I think I, the only the only thing I can tell you for sure is I feel like Lucas Giolito will be gone no matter what. I completely agree with you on that. I think if Lance Lynn keeps pitching as well as he has over Lance the last Lance Lynn will be so, gone too. He'll very I think regardless, Lance Lynn will be gone. I don't know. I don't think you get rid of Lynn unless you get the right offer back for him just because you still need somebody to fill out the back of your rotation. Oh, I That's, think part of it too is respect for Lance Lynn. I mean, put him on a competitor, get him, you know. Well, I mean, it's not that he hasn't won before, but who yeah. knows? I could see it. it. It could happen either way. Um, but, you know, when has uh, when has Rick Hahn ever done the right thing? That's <laughs> uh, a whole other thing. Who's a, who's a really... Who's a really, really good player at the back end of their career? You know, somebody, somebody like, uh, isn't, isn't Miguel, Miguel Cabrera, Cabrera retired after this season? Yeah. I can see yeah. him coming to the White Sox. <laughs> yeah. Sell some tickets. I mean, they, they have such a track record of doing it. Like that, that's where we should be looking. We shouldn't be looking at what are they going to get back? We should be looking at who's going to put butts in the seats the rest of the season. Uh, it's like, listen, can we get Ken Griffey Jr. out of retirement and see if he'll come play for us again? <laughs> I mean, they basically did that with Manny Ramirez. Yeah, they did. Ugh, unfreaking believable, man. And uh, I'm 
pulling up because by the way a tip for our listeners that are here uh, like foster and pz are by the way we appreciate you guys as always hanging out travis we're, we're, we're not doing pedro's pen today we're not doing put it on the board player we're not doing adam dud there's nothing to talk about they stink this week that's how we feel about it uh we talked about eloy had a good week we talked about lou bob making the all-star game so that's what we're gonna do but what we can do is that Zim and I can dive into the upcoming week and take a look at the the hell in front of us in this week's White Sox Weekly. Yeah, it's uh, it's not looking good, Zim. Um, I'm going to pull it up right yeah. now. We got three against the Blue Jays and three against the Cardinals, two teams that are pretty certainly better than the white Sox. yeah I mean, the um, cardinals aren't great but uh that's they're better than us well the cardinals at least have guys that you can name if you're not a cardinals fan and adam wainwright and uh nolan arenado and right, maybe that's it but but hey that's two <laughs> yeah i'm just trying to figure out I, I, by the way zim just so you're aware i went on foster's podcast you know bears country podcast bcp yeah. uh the other night and he says at least i look younger than thursday i i, I don't know exactly what that means foster uh i can promise you i'm not younger than thursday um the white Sox have i thought they may have aged me a little bit more since thursday but um anyway i had to call that out foster <laughs> uh yeah. great dude Watch. had some had some fun on that show man um always always a good time that was thursday yeah man that feels like it was yesterday where's the time <laughs> go man <laughs> so yeah the the three against toronto uh big power bats up there up north coming down to chicago uh i gotta say i think the highlight of this series is probably the fireworks after the game uh tomorrow night <laughs> uh, That's, that night is a highlight <laughs> blues night and italian heritage night are close second and third and as far as the Cardinals game goes, uh, Luis Robert bobblehead night is on Saturday. So, you know, start the show with promotions. And I got to say, those are probably the highlights of these entire two series coming up. That the Sox keep playing the way that they have. Uh, I fully expect them to probably go two and four over this stretch. Uh, if they want to be competitive and, and this is dead serious. If they want to be competitive, for the rest of this season, they have to win, go two and one in every single series from now until the end of August, just to have a chance at having a record similar to other playoff teams. And that's not an exaggeration. That is actually the fact of the matter with this team. So if we want to see a competitive White Sox team heading into the all-star break, four and two is the bare minimum. Four and two is what we need to see them do against the Blue Jays and the Cardinals in order for them to be on the right trajectory towards being an actual legitimate playoff team, if that's what they are, which they are not. We know that's not what they are, but miracle yeah. turnarounds have happened. And yeah, they stink. <laughs> yeah, they stink. This is going to be like the gift I'm going to have on for like the whole show for the next half, yeah. half of the season. For no, those I, who can't I, see, it's, it's Danny Glover ow. in the bathroom. What? Yeah. Spray, spraying the stink spray. Um, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Foster says sweep. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, well, you know, anything's possible, I guess. 
But that's uh, that's some real fun stuff we got coming up schedule wise. Watch, yeah, watch, watch. They win all all six games. I mean, somehow they're in first place. It's (laughs) not impossible. There's two Giolito starts in there. There's um, isn't there a C start in there as well? You know, the the two guys who seem to be able to stay healthy on the starting rotation this season. Um, Kopech, like we mentioned before, is on the 15 day IL, so he won't be pitching anytime, probably before August at the soonest. That's assuming that everything's okay with him. It's shoulder inflammation. You never know what that means. Um, at least it's not elbow inflammation is the good news, but that's, that's not really a silver lining at all. Um, Foster, not likely possible. Our division is just crap. Um, I mean, whoever wins this division, Foster, I, I think, I think that they are going to get absolutely trounced by whoever they play. Yeah. Um, like across the board, unless there's some major upgrades at the deadline, but I can't envision any of these teams that are barely skating by 500 making any crazy deals. Um, so I guess maybe the White Sox will just unload. I, I don't know. I, I've gotten, I've gotten past the point of having hope for the season. So <laughs> I just, I don't understand that. how this entire division is always so bad. I mean, you think of all five teams in it and, and never once are you like, Oh, they could really be good this year. You're like, yeah, I guess it's their turn to be good. <laughs> it's well, every, every morning I listen to mad dog sports radio on Sirius XM. I listen to a show called morning men with Mike Babchek, Evan Cohen, Willie Colon, who used to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers amongst other teams. Then t- the other day they were talking about the AL Central and they were just absolutely taking a dump all over the AL Central. And I'm like, yeah, you should. We stink. Yeah, I mean, you got Detroit who accidentally won a few because they had Ordonez and Cabrera at the same time. And that was about it. And Scherzer, Scherzer and... um Verlander came up there as well. And when you got, you know, two elite players on each side of the ball that really elevates your whole squad. But again, they kind of accidentally did that. They, they didn't mean to, so to yeah. say, you well, know, they're, you they're got, in the same situation now on the Mets, both of those. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. What are the odds? You, you got Cleveland who, uh, if I recall correctly, has now the longest losing streak or the longest championship drought. Um, Yes. In any of any MLB team, excuse me, I'm mumbling over my words. Um, you got Kansas City, who is perennially, perennially just terrible. And if you want a really interesting story, go on to YouTube and look up um, the Kansas City Royals championship run. They're the most unlikely champions in any sport ever. There is no rhyme or reason to them winning as many games as they did that season. Again, they accidentally won a championship. And after that, you got the Twins, who are in the same boat as the White Sox, where they always have like one or two players where you're like, yeah, that guy's pretty good. How, why doesn't he get more time? Oh, yeah, because he plays he plays for that team. <laughs> and the Sox have always been there alongside the Twins. Nobody in this division has ever been consistently good, unless we're talking about maybe, you know, before the league was integrated and beyond that Mm -hmm. it's just a piss poor division that frankly the rest of the league tees off on as they well should nobody in this division is over 500 as of today and that just it's 
Look at the Sox record on the road. 17 and 29. Right? I mean, a lot of that is from the beginning of the year struggles that they had, right? Didn't they not win a single game on the road for like three it weeks? It was a while. Four weeks. That's, regardless, that's bad. I mean, 2020 at home sucks too, but. Yeah. No, I mean, you should be above 500 at home for sure. You know, the only team in the division above 500 at home is the Twins. And it, it certainly isn't because of home field advantage. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's rough. Someone's blowing off fireworks outside my window. I don't know if you guys can hear it or not, but whatever. I, I sure can. <laughs> That's okay. Between my kid and my dog, I think I've added plenty to the background of the show tonight. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I, have, I have my noise-canceling headphones on, so if I can hear it, then I guess you guys could probably hear it. But Yes, sir. Whatever. It's 4th of July tomorrow, so you're going to hear that from time to time. So don't mind the bombs blowing off in the background. That is what it is. Um, but Zim, I guess we can just keep on chugging and we can go into, if I can pull it up, we can go into this week's pick to click. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, well, actually before we went live, so they, no one on the air heard it, but Beef Loaf, our guest from, from the 108 last, last week, he won Pick the Click. He had Eloy Jimenez, who went apeshit last week. Um, so congrats to Beef Loaf. Our guests now have three total wins on the season. I am in the lead with five, followed, followed by Vinny with two, and Zim with one. So Zim is due for a win. Uh, we let our guest, Alyssa, go first in her pick to click. She was smart, and she took Lubob. So Zim, since you are trailing, um, I'm going to let you go. But I know who Vinny picked, but if you pick him, I'll tell Vinny to pick somebody else. Yeah, it's fine. I'm not going to pick who Vinny picked. Uh I'm really trying to think. I mean, I'm I'm coming from behind at this point. I, I've won one so far, and I think it was the second week of the season or so. Uh, it's been rough, and that's exactly what I would expect when I'm literally just pulling names out of a hat every week. <laughs> so, you going to spin the wheel I'm, again this week? I'm not going to spin the, the wheel this week, uh, only because it would take too long to set up right now. Uh, I just ran through the Rolodex in my mind for all the names, though. And I, I got to say, I think the name that I'm going to go with this week is Lucas Giolito. Oh. He has two starts. He's been aggressively slightly above average. Um, and, you know, with with two starts against teams that he has a chance to, to do well against, considering they, they can both be very aggressive at the plate. Um, I think, I think he could end up putting up some really nice numbers and numbers are what wins us this game. So he's got some good motivations Zim. if he performs really well, he'll be on another team here in a couple of weeks. So, Hey, he could be on a championship contender if he pitches lights out over this next couple of I mean, two, three weeks. So two quality starts this week would go a really, really long way for his next contract. I second that, my friend. Uh, I like the pick. Let's hope that Gio has a good week. 
Uh, our buddy Vinny Parisi, who couldn't make the show, did text us his pick. He is going to go with Zim's favorite player of all time in Yasmani Grandal. Uh, I don't know why Vinny picked him. Probably because he's just trying to kick up some dust, change it up a little bit. So, you know, Yaz, get it done, man. I hope so. I'm, I'm with you. And that leaves me with the last pick. You know, this guy may have fallen from grace a little bit. He's had a rough run of it as late. We were campaigning to get him to the All-Star game. It fell short. But we have six straight home games. Who slugs the shit out of the ball at guaranteed rate field? Jake the other Berger team. does. Oh, yes, the other, the other team too. The other team too, but... Uh, Jake, I don't know if you saw this in the news, Zim, but uh, Ashlyn, who I was also on the show, uh, looked at some video of Jake and told him to make an adjustment to his swing because of the way he's supposed to stick out his butt. He changed it and he hit a home run. So nice. Jake Berger is my pick to click for the week. I stand by it and I will be in contact with at some point in the near future with Ashland trying to book Jake on the show again soon. Hopefully he stays in the White Sox. Although if he's on another team, it'd be cool to talk to someone on another team, but it would be a very interesting dynamic if he does end up uh, elsewhere. Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, we, we like him. Uh, our buddy in the chat, Foster made a pick for pick to click. He's going to go Lance Lynn. Why? No idea. <laughs> I like your I like your reasoning, Foster. I'm actually gonna keep track of that. I'm gonna put it on. I'm gonna put it on here. We'll give you credit if he wins. If you won't. Absolutely. Maybe he'll get some trade value. Well, I like your thought process, Foster. That's good stuff. I don't have a guaranteed take this week, Ben or Zim, but I do have something that we can talk about. So I'll play the segment anyway because Aldo made it and it's really nice. But there is no guaranteed take. We're just going to talk about something that's conversation-worthy. Uh, and this week's guaranteed take. Yes, and, and, and PZ in the chat actually gave a great segue into what we're going to discuss. He said, Jake for the home run derby, question mark. It would be great, except they've announced who's in the Home Run Derby, and it's not Jake, and we're going to talk about it. This year's Home Run Derby, Pete Alonzo, Randy I don't, Arazarena, Mookie Betts, Adley Rushman, Julio Rodriguez, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Um, don't, isn't there usually more than six guys? Yeah, they usually go with a field of eight. So perhaps they maybe Jake could fill in here, or they're just going to go with six, but I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So who does that leave? So we have Rutschman. That's uh, AL. Pete Alonzo. That's NL. The whole, the whole Oh, we need it's one more NL. AL. Two more NL. NL. AL. You got, you got four AL guys on there. AL. Yeah. So no more American League guys unless they uh, expand the field. Um, but at any rate, yeah. I would have loved to see Berger in the home run derby. He expressed interest in doing it. 
Um, but unfortunately, it looks like the American League is full. So. Now, do they have to go four and four, or can they? I mean, I guess it's whoever wants to do it, right? Typically, they do four and four. Um, but yeah, they they don't have to. Uh, let's see. Let's see who is in last year's. Last year's was NL, 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 AL. So that's three and one, three and two, three and three. There were actually five from the NL and three from the AL last year. So, hmm. like I say, it, it, they typically do, but but not always. So, well, looking at this field here, Zim. Who's your money on for, for out of these guys? Obviously, they may add more guys, but this is this is being sold as what the final lineup is, which would be strange because I've never seen it below below eight. No, even even on the uh, Wikipedia page, it says eight batters, so there are still at least two guys to be announced. Um, that's I, I would assume so at least, although it is next week, so that might be it. That might actually be it. I'm not sure. Um, at any rate, looking at this field, uh, Alonzo's already won two. Arosa Reyna is not a power hitter. Uh, he's a very good hitter, but he's not a power hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, Mookie Betts is washed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that's not a popular opinion. Wow, it's a hot take. I, I've never cared for the guy. I think he's a very overrated player. He reminds me a lot of Chris Bryant early in his career where it's like, yeah, he's good, but when did it ever freaking matter? Like, mm-hmm. uh, you got Vladimir Guerrero jr. Who has been in the home run derby before, uh, his issue. If I remember his first year, I, I believe he's been in twice. Uh, his first year, he had stamina issues, right? He yes. struggled to get out of that first round. The second time he was in it, he went deep into the contest, but ultimately came up short. He's kind of a dark horse, so to say, for me. I really think he could win it. Um, Julio Rodriguez made it to the finals last year, lost out to Juan Soto. Uh, Julio Rodriguez is one of the most exciting young players in the game, so I would not be surprised at all if they uh, – I, I don't I don't want to accuse anybody of cheating, but they sort of fudge the rules for some of these guys they like a little better, a la the year that Kyle Schwarber lost to Bryce Harper. Uh, yeah. And then Adley Rutschman, who I don't know. I really I just don't know enough about the guy the kid because he's so young, he's so fresh in the league, which is weird to say because he's he's, he's my pick. Age. He's my pick to win it. Yeah, he's the same age as Luis Robert. Um, so he's really not that young. He's just still pretty fresh into the league is all. That, um, dude can, it, that dude's got some power. And I think, yeah, I think he's going to shock some people. I think it's between him and, and, and J rod. Um, I like Mookie Betts. I just don't think he gets it done in the Derby. You, I like your criticism on Randy and Pete, both of those guys. Randy's not a power hitter. Pete's won it twice. You're going to win it again. Come on. It's boring. Uh, and right. Vlad, Vlad, his endurance issues, uh, I'm sure he's worked on that. But uh, I think the bottom three guys on this list are are the guys you're looking at. And I can't wait seen, for that. I hope that – what's that? Have you seen Vlad Jr. this year, like versus last year? Yeah. Not, you'll get a chance to see him this upcoming series. He looks like he's in way better shape this year. Yeah, his endurance should be better. Yeah. Um, 
No, I really because Acuna yeah. Jr. on the Braves has 20 homers, according to Foster. But yeah, he Acuna said he wouldn't do it, so he's definitely not going to be in it. Um, I would, I, I they got to find two more. I can't, they can't do it with six. I would imagine they're going to find more, but I don't know. This is Jake will do it. Take him. Yeah. Right. Okay, so this right on MLB.com, there's the list. It says it's a running list, which, you know, means it's not finalized. There are still players to do it. Um, I'd be curious to see if they try to convince maybe Shohei Otani to do it. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if he would, but I could see them trying to convince him to do it because imagine how many more people would watch if he did it. Well, that would actually make sense why they're delaying the announcement. Right. That's Uh, They could totally be planning that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of... I will tell you this, though, Zim. This might be a hot take. But if they were to say that Jake Berger has been added to this, I think Jake Berger would win it. i put some money on him. He's got a lot of power in his swing. You know, you, you were talking about uh, Ashlyn telling him to move his booty differently uh he puts Mm -hmm. his whole booty behind that ball when he swings that's for sure he does he cranks that thing so yeah if he ends up uh joining the field i think he would be a very big dark horse candidate mostly just because people don't know who he is and i also think that's somewhat to his detriment you know people don't know who he is and when you look at this field that they've assembled for this season these guys are stars for sure. Yeah. You know, I look at some of the years, some years past, um, you know, like Kyle Schwarber's first year, Kyle Schwarber's first year when he was on the Cubs, he was not really a household name like he is now. Um, Last year, last year, I I think Corey Seager might've been like the least known guy, quote unquote, in the home run derby. And I mean, it's Corey Seager. (laughs) People know who he is. You know, the year before that, though, you know, Trey Mancini was in it. Matt Olson was in it. Uh, Shohei was in it that year. Um, And then uh, Joey Gallo, you know, he wasn't quite the same weight to his name that he is now. At any rate. I just saw a great joke tweet that I feel is worth highlighting. (laughs) Somebody tweets it. Alec. Alec Manoa will be participating in this year's home run derby as a designated pitcher. <laughs> that's um, oof. <laughs> yeah, that's that's oof. Oh man! But no, yeah, it'd be fun to talk about the derby. I love the home run derby every year. It's a super fun event to watch. Uh, if I recall correctly, you can't watch it on MLB.tv. Uh, which kind of sucks, but it is what it is. It's a week from today, right? It is one week from today. Are we doing a show next week? Uh, We are. Okay. Currently. Uh, (laughs) Unless unless we veto it uh, off air. If we do veto it, we'll let you guys know, but I'm in for it uh, because we can always discuss during the show, but we'll see. More to come. We'll figure out next week, but uh, right now the plan is yes. That's Sounds like a plan. Talk. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Like I, I don't said, know. Was... The Derby is fun. What I would really love to see, 
at the MLB All-Star Game is something like they do at the NBA All-Star Game, the skills competition. Um, I really think that the NFL has done a really good job, like expanding that, making it, you know, special events for all positions. I think they could do a better job still. Um, NHL does a fantastic job with their uh, All-Star Weekend. I mean, talk about a league that doesn't get enough credit for how well they do things. They do their draft well. They do their... They do their all-star game well. They do their Hall of Fame induction process well. And there's nothing better than playoff hockey. Vinny can agree. Vinny would yeah. agree with you there. And, and frankly, the how, how boring is it that the bench is all empty every time two guys want to get in a scrum? I think they should do it a la hockey. As soon as one guy goes to the ground, then everybody comes out. Yeah. The pitcher wants to charge the batter. The batter wants to charge the mound. Let him. <laughs> I, want to see a pro- I want to see a proper fight. Yeah. Haven't had one in quite a while. Yeah. There's not been too much of that, but you know, it's all good. All in due time. But we talked a lot of baseball. We talked a lot of random stuff, Zim. And now we're only at the hour 15 mark, which is a great thing. It's nice, but you know, we always talk a little bit of random crap at the end. Is anything random you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. Been playing a lot of track mania again. So uh, oh, yeah. anybody who doesn't know, it's a arcade racing game, uh, free to play, free to try, I guess, on uh, I believe it's on Steam now, as well as on Ubisoft Connect for anybody who plays on computer. And it's now on console as well. Again, a free game you can get. They just dropped uh, 25 new maps into the game. They do it seasonally every three months. And so uh, July 1st was the most recent drop so i've just been playing a lot of that the last few days um nice when games give free updates regularly with new content uh really helps them feel fresh keep their player base intrigued over long periods of time as well as kind of keep it competitive at the same time you know helps you you don't get good at just one thing and call it a day you got to keep updating your skills so yeah, just been I dropping check a lot that of time out. into that. Yeah, like I said, it's on console now. So I mean that they they gained they they put it on console in May and they've gained over a hundred. Excuse me, I was going to say a hundred thousand. That's incorrect. They've gained over a million new players worldwide since putting it on console. So it is definitely is it crossplay? It is. Yes. Yep. You can play Xbox to PlayStation to PC all generations. It's all nice. good. It's it's just not on Switch. Um, but yeah, it's a super, like I say, super fun, super addictive arcade style racing game. Um, definitely not a simulator if you're a fan of like F1 or uh, Gran Turismo or anything like that. But Sick, man. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. And uh, if you ever get Diablo 4, I found out that's cross-play too. So. Really? Could, I did not know we, that. We could play whatever you get that together i very well might i've been watching a lot of let's plays uh you know various different creators play through it one of, one of my favorite guys who i watch play track mania has actually been playing diablo 4 because it's you know it's such a such a fun it is fun man addictive game <laughs> it's addictive i can easily lose and again I, i've entered the dad realm of video gaming now so like for me if i lose two hours it's a lot Right. 
but like it goes by in the snap of a finger you know it's like well, oh my god what happened and, and not to keep harping on it but like that is a reason why i really do like track mania is because you know most of the tracks are only 30 to 30 seconds to a minute long and it's not hard to just walk away from at the same time it's really easy to get sucked in and say you know you're you're grinding the same map over and over and over again to try to get a tenth of a second faster but sure it's fun yeah uh i totally get it with the with the dad life now having to manage time while you're playing these games it's a lot harder to pick up a game of madden or 2k now where i have to be fully vested for the entire mm-hmm. you know 45 minutes to an hour that game takes you need to be yeah. able to pause it and walk away sometimes yeah but uh with that said i very much enjoying diablo it's a hell of a good t- no pun intended hell of a good time <laughs> <laughs> and then in my downtime when i don't when i can't play on a tv screen I, i've got my switch and i've been playing diablo 3 on that and right uh, I just got to act two in Diablo three. So um, getting it uh, in all forms. I will say it's yeah. very masterfully done on the switch. That's good. I know a lot of times when they port those games over to different consoles, it can uh, really hamper the controls. So yeah, no, they did a nice job. And there's a, there's a Ganondorf armor set for the switch. Oh, that's <laughs> kind of cool. So yeah, that's, that's the nerd stuff. Zim and I are gamers deep at heart. Um, we talked about Switch stuff last week with Super Mario RPG and Mario Wonder coming out later this year. Uh, the next thing that I'm really excited for is Spider-Man 2 on PS5. Um, pumped. They just announced today, Zim, they're going to be at San Diego Comic-Con, Insomniac Games, uh, talking yeah. about... Doesn't that. surprise me at all. Yeah. You know, something that some of the YouTube channels I've been watching lately have addressed and I never really noticed it until now is sort of the uh, cultural shift away from a lot of those conventions, you know, things like E3 that used oh, to happen. Got canceled two years in a row, right? Well, I mean, but even before that, you know, you start thinking about when these Nintendo directs started coming around, when the, the PlayStation or, or Sony's uh, big announcements came, when, when Microsoft started doing their own announcements. I think Microsoft was actually the first one to diverge away from E3. Um, but, you know, E3 effectively doesn't exist anymore. Um, right. You know, th- these companies all do their own things now and and, you know, good for them, but... I miss I miss the E3 days, you know. I'm I'm ecstatic ecstatic to hear that uh, Insomniac Studios is going to be at Comic Con because that in person, you know, what are they going to reveal? Sort of hype coming up to it. The internet has got to be more us. gameplay. I hope. I, it's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah. Well, At any rate, there's... that's my side yeah. sidetrack about all that. I just um... no. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I I love all that stuff and. The one more nerd thing about the Spider-Man game is they've announced one thing is that they announced that Venom is not Eddie Brock. Uh, it's somebody else in right. this game. So I'm uh, I've had a couple theories. It's one of those things. Cra- I think it's Craven. I think it's Craven. I wouldn't be surprised. One of those things that's a little bit of a bummer, like to the purist in me when it comes to the comics and stuff. 
Um, but at the same time, I understand the need to change it up. You know, we've done Spider-Man how many times in the last 30 years yeah. now? Like, I'm glad they're starting to change it up. And who knows? There could be multiple Venoms in the game. That's just it. That the Spider-Verse stuff that they've started experimenting with has really opened the door to a lot of that. Uh, I know Far From Home even touched on that and played with it. So I saw an interview with one of the voice actors. I think it was the guy that does Spider-Man in the game peter parker specifically okay uh, and then he said you know people that were he's like people are that, that are worried about seeing too much in the trailer you know we haven't even scratched the surface is what he said for quote yeah. so i'm like all right all right you got me you got me intrigued i was this close to ordering that fancy special edition and then i'm like where am i going to put that giant ass statue right i did that one time i did that with assassin's creed 4 and uh, the big old statue that I got with it is actually sitting in my cubicle at work because I don't have a place for it at home. Yeah, exactly. Like the Spider-Man Venom Miles Morales thing is awesome. But like, what do you do with I, it? Yeah, I know. I was I was like really close and I'm like, hmm, I'll just enjoy the game. A couple of weeks back, Costco had a hundred dollar PSN card for 70 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I bought diablo and i got 30 ish dollars towards spider-man 2 so nice and that's my game good way to do it it's gonna be diablo it's gonna be mario wonder mario rpg and then spider-man 2 and then eventually i'll probably play a little bit more of uh tears of the kingdom but i uh it's a grind in that game which i don't really have the patience for right now i totally get that You'll get the itch one of these days. Yeah, I I ordered that that pro controller that that that's impossible to find when it came in stock on Amazon, and it uh, still hasn't shipped. It's been like two months. So I'll probably just if it shows up, great. If not, great. We just got nerd. We would talk baseball and, and home run derby, and we went straight to video games. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, you know, talk about your interests, right? That's, hey, that's man, what podcasting's all fun. about. It's all good, man. I'm having fun with it. It's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I just looked up this uh, controller. I saw a few uh, various Zelda controllers at the store last time I was there, and I was curious if this was one of them, but it is, uh, it is not. Yeah, that's the official Switch Pro controller. With a really badass design. Um, yes. And as we all know, uh, out of all the video game controllers, far superior and with the best battery life out of any controller I've ever had in my life. So, yeah, battery life. The second on one Nintendo I'm going to have. I, yeah. I, have my, I have my OG here from the launch of the Switch, Zim, and this thing still holds up. I have one. It, it's a third party one, but. Even for third party stuff, like it's it's very solid. Um, you know, even with third party stuff, like uh, you still have to get the licensing in order to produce it. And that's right. The the brands that Nintendo chooses to give their licensing to, it, they are very selective with it. It's not oh, like yeah. those old Mad Cats controllers where they were like disposable. Yeah, they fall apart on you. Yeah, <laughs> you start you start gripping them too hard, and they just crack under your fingers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, I imagine we'll get a Switch 2 announcement here in the next two months at some point. 
I unfortunately don't think so. I think they're going to hold off until uh, 2024 for that announcement, and it'll come out holiday 2024. And uh, we just won't get a whole lot of runway on it. That's all. Just based on how Nintendo usually sets up their their announcement schedule. Um, I was incredibly surprised on this most recent Nintendo. um, What do they call it? Direct. Nintendo Nintendo Direct, sorry. I, I kept getting it confused because Pokemon does their own, Pokemon Presents. I was very right. surprised to see Nintendo, Nintendo Direct with Pokemon in it because they yeah. don't normally do that. Yeah, it was interesting. You know, a lot of surprise announcements. Uh, no, still no Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> no, never but... Happening. Well, you know, as we learned with Tears the of the new Kingdom, device. when... Uh, when Nintendo does their own proprietary thing, they take their time with it. They make sure it's done correctly. They don't just go for quick cash grabs or trying to keep up with the schedule, unlike these most recent Pokemon games. And that is why yeah. Tears of the Kingdom took seven years, but actually is a very good game. The physics themselves are just insane. Yeah. A coding nightmare. But hey, props to them. That's it. They no, took the time. They figured it out. And maybe your Metroid will actually end up just being a day one launch for the Switch 2. Yeah. And with that said, I probably won't even play it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Because I got the Metroid Prime remaster and I'm like, oh, this is fun. It looks great. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember I didn't like this game. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just sitting there. Yeah. Have you played Shovel Knight? I've not. I've heard it's a lot of really? fun, but I've not. Do yourself a favor. Get Shovel Knight. It's an old school platformer with modern day like thought process behind it. Right, right. Uh, it's some of the most fun I had in a while. I, I replay it like probably once a year. I like it so much. Okay. Yeah, I've I've always heard good things about it, but I've just um, never got around to it. It's a good mindless game to like, you know, play through. Yeah. But uh, did you see the new Indiana Jones yet? I've not. Uh, I don't really like movie theaters. Uh, oh, it's right. Just not I remember for me. that. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably wait for it to come out uh, for home streaming on Disney or whatever. And uh, I will watch it at that point. I still haven't even watched the new Avatar. And that's been out for streaming for a while. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. <laughs> but here's Indiana Vaughn, the giveaway the other day. It's so cool. I didn't realize they had the... The baseball is the boulder behind him. Yeah. I'm uh I'm impressed with it. It's pretty cool. I know yeah. as you can see, Andrew Vaughn's a little bit smaller, but you know, it's cool. And then he he actually came separate and you put him on, there's this little bolt to kind of like screw him onto the bottom. Okay. So it's pretty legit. I uh you know I had a I had a hookup. Only cost me thirty bucks. So Yeah, looks good. I, I couldn't have got a game ticket for that, so Although I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to find a way to get myself one of those Mandalorian bobbleheads. Oh, um, I'm sure. That's, that's sick. Yeah, for, for being as big a Star Wars fan as you are, I, I can't imagine that not being in your collection. Yeah, and uh, for those of you who don't know, it is a special ticketed item on September 3rd. You can buy special tickets if you go to whitesocks.com. Look at that. That's sick. And, and you can't see it here. It's cropped off uh, because the photo on the website is cropped off, but you can tell that the bottom part is a baseball that says White Sox on it. And, of course, he's got White Sox colors. 
So that's pretty cool. Only two thousand of those, Zim. So wow, very only fifth. There was only fifteen hundred of the Indiana Jones ones. So White Sox do good promos, man. They really do. They do. Um, even if I can, if, uh, debating if I can't, if I yeah, if I can't even go, I'm gonna buy a, a ticket and have someone pick up that bobblehead for me. So all good stuff. But uh, again, we had a killer guest tonight, Alyssa Bergamini, in get in stadium host for your White Sox. Talk all the fun stuff in the park. Her, her work for the Chicago Bulls on six seventy the score, uh, just all around fun stuff. Uh, shout out to our brother Vinny who couldn't make it tonight, but we know he'll be back with us uh, most likely next week if we have a show. But uh, Zim, before we roll out the red carpet, anything else you want to dabble on? Or I think we had a, a real fun, good hour and a half show. No, great show. Um, shout outs to you know my family, everybody around who keeps the positive vibes rolling. Um, Mother-in-law got us tickets for Fallout Boy next weekend, so very excited. Oh for hell that. yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's about it, though. You know, the the family keeps everything rolling, and I never expected myself to become such a family man and in my age, but here I am. Dude, I love it. It's uh, it's it's an absolute blessing, man. I, I hear you there. So I love all those shout-outs, and I I do the same thing. Every week, I, I shout out my beautiful wife, Catherine, uh, my my amazing daughter, Audrey, who's almost a year and a half, the sweetest thing on earth, sweeter than candy, uh, my great Dane Maverick, who is an absolute hilarious dog and just all around the best dog I could have, and uh, all my family, all our, all our listeners and viewers in the chat. Uh, specifically, I'll call out people that were active in the chat tonight. So Travis, PZ, Foster, um, Steven Z. I never heard of him. Probably some loser. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, of course, shout out to uh, the Bears Country Pad Podcast guys. They had me on last week. It was a blast. Um, talked about catfish and spaghetti. Um, which is by far one of the strangest combos I've ever heard. Probably not for me. Zim, I got to get your thoughts. Would you try catfish and spaghetti, regular spaghetti? No, not at all. I don't eat fish. All right. Well, all right. Besides every, that, no. Legitimately, even if, every, even if, every even time if I eat did. fish, it makes me sick, man. I don't do it. All right. He doesn't do it. I Let's be honest. If I was with those guys, I'd probably try it. But I like catfish. I like spaghetti, now, but not together. Is it like, is it like a fried catfish, or is it like, uh, like I believe it's fried catfish, clean fillet, right? Okay, okay. See, I could I could get down on something like that, like a like a, you know, something breaded and fried with your spaghetti. All yeah, all day long. But like at the same time, I'd probably try. I mean, originally my reaction was like, "Ugh, no." But like the more I think about it, I'm like, "Yeah, if I'm hungry, I'd probably eat it." Yeah. I don't know. I've been trying all kinds of new stuff lately, so never know. Hey, man, that's what it's all about, baby. Uh, But yeah, shout out to everyone in the chat. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, Foster said fried catfish and a side of spaghetti. Yeah, okay, I try it. Why not? I could see it. I could see it. it like I said, f- fish doesn't agree with me, but uh, not to say it wouldn't be good. 
I hear you. Um, but again, shout out to everybody in the chat. We, we appreciate you very much. Uh, Aldo Gandia, the barkeeper, we appreciate you letting us do this every single week. And uh, since it is the 4th of July, we're celebrating America, the United States. A uh, huge shout out to all the men and women that protect our country. And, uh, you know, regardless of politics, left or right, uh, the people that run the country, it's hell, man, I couldn't do it. So shout out to America and specifically all the women, men and women that keep our, our country safe. Everyone enjoy your day off tomorrow. Uh, well, the White Sox aren't off. Uh, they're going to get their asses handed to them by, by the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. But uh, hopefully we're wrong. We'll see what happens there. Uh, it's been a heck of a show. I think for the South Burb sit men, I'm Joe Mandel. The guy in the Death Star over there is Steven Zim Zimmerman. And Vinny Parisi is somewhere in the distance uh, watching fireworks explode. So we will catch you guys next week. So far, we're having a show. That's the plan. If anything changes, we'll let you know. Uh, as PZ says, Independence Day, that is 100% correct. But uh, we'll let you guys know about next week. But we're going to get out of here. Happy 4th of July. Be safe. Don't blow off any fingers. And we'll see what happens. But as always, let's go White Sox. See you next week.